Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. This is Tina Kay. I just recorded this whole thing and something got corrupt. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm so upset about it. I'm also live streaming it on TikTok because I've never done that before and I just want to see how that goes because I still have to figure out a Patreon and live streams and how to make the podcast more interactive. So I figured, let me try this live thing on TikTok. So that's what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know if it saves or anything, but like I told you already, you need to have TikTok, (laughs) especially after today. Instagram had a huge issue where it suspended tons of users. So you'll see some of your favorite creators, their following probably went down a bit and then jump back up. It's weird. I don't know what happened. They said they had an outage. I don't know if they were trying to get rid of, rid of bots. I, who who will ever know the real story? So let's get into today's episode because I upload every Monday, right? Today's Halloween. Hold on. I gotta scoop my chair up. I can't believe I already did this today. And the whole episode got corrupt. I'm so upset. Okay. I usually record on Thursdays. Thursday, I had an MRI. I think I told you guys that. And I thought after the MRI, because I made it for so early in the morning, I thought after that, I'd be ready to go. Like, we're ready to go. I can record later. I I can record on Friday. I can record on Saturday. I can even record Sunday. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened and why I'm recording today and then it will be posted up later. So I apologize for the lateness, but it's still going up on a Monday because you know, I do not like to skip. It has been, I started at July 22nd, so July, August, September, October. So it's been up for three months and I haven't missed an episode. Some may have been a little late as in hours, but I have not missed an episode. Um, Okay, I was late because Thursday I had my MRI. Like I said, I made it for super early in the morning and... I thought I would come home, take a nap, and be ready to go. Mm -mm. Now, like I've told you in the past, I don't like to go on these appointments. The MRIs make me claustrophobic. It's super uncomfortable for me. So I will take things to make the MRI more comfortable for me to go and do. Oh, we did do a drink check. Hold on. I have a seltzer. There's no palm in it because I'm trying to have less sugar in my life, you know. Um, and I also don't have ice today just because I was already freezing, but here's the seltzer. It's hold on. Canada dry pomegranate cherry. It is so good. Everybody take a sip. I'm going to make an iced coffee after this, but I just felt like I didn't need an iced coffee right now. (laughs) I didn't need an iced coffee right now. I was fine. Okay, so like I've told you in the past, an MRI for me is really difficult. All of these appointments are difficult. I hate going to the doctor. I hate any of these additional appointments. I avoid, I'm supposed to have so many appointments. It's scary. I'm supposed to have so many checkups at this point. I should have, you know the vibes. All the appointments that women should have to do. I don't do them because I don't want to. I don't want any additional appointments. I have so many appointments a year just for this. I don't want any more. So I already get worked up. And then on top of it, the MRI is very claustrophobic. Okay. 
So I asked my doctor to write me something to be more comfortable in the MRI machine. They sent it. I took it. <laughs> Cindy was with me. Thank God. And um, I did the MRI great, by the way. Um, I took it. They tell you. So if you if you have to get an MRI, you can tell them when you get there, listen, I'm uncomfortable. I have to take something. They're aware and they know. They're used to this. Tons of people will do that. Some people go in drunk. Like it's really difficult to take a brain and spine MRI. Oh, excuse me. I'm taking in so much air. It's really difficult because in addition to needing to, in addition to that, it's tight. Okay. There's a, there's a screen over your face. It's like this cage they put over your face and then you're in a tube and then you got to stay still. And if you need an MRI, like I need an MRI, you're in there for 45 minutes to an hour. I didn't need contrast this time. Sometimes you need contrast and then it takes longer. Bare minimum, bare minimum, it's 40 minutes for both. 40 minutes and you can't fucking move, okay? You can't move. So it's better to, if you're already uncomfortable, it's better to give you something to help you relax. And it also makes it easier for everybody else. If you're late, if you're a pain in the ass at these appointments, I've explained this to you before, you're holding it up for the next person. And they're probably unhappy and uncomfortable too. I can't imagine anyone being fucking excited to go for an MRI. Like, so you're holding it up for the next person. Just do what you got to do to get it done. Remember what I told you? If you need to cry through it, cry through it, but go get it done. And don't hold these people up. So we did that. Um, I did a great job. I was done on time. I stayed very still. You have to stay still. I stayed very still. And we were done quick. Everyone was like, oh my God, you did so fast. You were so good. You were so good. Okay, great. Uh, We came back to the island, Staten Island, and we got some food. I was cranky. (laughs) I was so cranky because I had never taken what my doctor prescribed me. And that's the point. That's the point I'm getting to. Bear with me. I had never taken what she prescribed me. It, I, it was Valium. I've never taken that. I did, but it was, I mean, I've never taken it and remembered. I've taken it once years ago. I have not taken that recently. So I wasn't aware of how I would feel after. I thought it was going to be like anything else. No. I came back. I ate. I slept. I woke up miserable, depressed. The next day, I'm thinking, okay, the next day I'll, I'll, I'll record because I'm going to feel fine. I'll, I'll drink some coffee. I'll be back to normal. No. The next day, depressed. Depressed. Like, bad. Then I'm like, okay, Saturday. Saturday's fine. Saturday's fine. Saturday, woke up worse. I just felt awful. I just couldn't shake it. And I it, it wasn't like something specific was setting me off. It wasn't the results that were setting me off. I actually already got the results. I'm going to read them to you. It wasn't that. I think it was just an imbalance. It was just an imbalance from taking this medication. I didn't feel like myself. So I didn't want to record because, you know, I didn't want to sound miserable on the episode. So today's the Halloween episode. (laughs) Happy Halloween. I wanted to put on a costume, but I'm just going to do it after because I feel like I'm in a rush. What happened 
after Saturday, Sunday, we had friends come over with their baby. The baby had the costume on. We were having martinis. We were having food. So it was like, I didn't have time to get it done. Like, I, I can't record with people here. You know how it is with the with the noise and everything. So I figured I'll just do it today. Halloween episode. After this, I'm going to get changed. I'm going to put on my costume. I'm going to put on Cher's costume and hopefully take some pictures I'm, it's one o'clock now. I guess kids are out of school. They'll be, they'll be here trick-or-treating around three. We have tons of candy. I hope we have trick-or-treaters because I have way too much candy here. And I want to take pictures with Cher and post them and, you know, and then upload this episode. I wish I could have done the costume first, but I was like getting, <laughs> I was like anxious and getting like, oh my God, <laughs> let me just get this episode up. I'm scared. I'm anxious. I didn't want to do my makeup and outfit first and then like put it off even more and 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 risk not even getting the episode done. You know, I don't like to miss a week. So that's why I'm not, I have a filter on. I'm live streaming on TikTok guys right now. Okay, you need to get the TikToks because who knows when I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I have a filter on because I have nothing. I'm just wearing my t-shirt. This is the uniform. Big white t-shirt. I love a big white t-shirt. Comfy sweats, nothing tight, and socks. And we're just hanging out. So that's what happened. That's why I'm late. Anyway, do you want the MRI results? Do you want the MRI results? So they uploaded the results on Friday. So you know me. I was logged in. My chart, logged in. I didn't get the message from my neurologist yet, but I can read MRI results. I could be a radiologist. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you need to go to medical school for that. I don't know if you could do it separately outside of med because it's really just operating the machine. The radiologists don't really, they can't like read and diagnose. They could find findings and identify and measure, but I don't think they can, you know what I'm saying? Sign me up. Cause I was logged in. <laughs> I was logged in and identifying. I read all my results before the doctor. And if I don't know something, I just Google it. I just log in, copy, paste, Google. Google what's normal for my um, age and size and all of that. I could do it, baby. So I read it. And from what I read, there were no new lesions on my spine. I don't think I have any on my spine. I can't confirm that, though. I'll try to ask her the next time I see her, but... Um, no lesions on my spine. So I was like, okay, okay, normal. Great. <laughs> Me being my own doctor. Yes, normal. Great. And then the brain one was the one that was going to be tricky because the whole reason I had to switch my medication and go start infusions was because my prior medication stopped working because you know, it stops working because you, that means you have new lesions. So I knew six months ago, right now I have to get MRIs every six months. Hopefully it can go back to just once a year. Um, but right now it's every six months. So that way we can monitor what's working, what's not working and what's going on. Six months ago, when we first changed my medication, um, I had new lesions and that could be from getting COVID three times. We could talk about that. Or that could just be from my medication stopped working. So we switched to the infusions, but my doctor told me last time, six months ago, now your next MRI may have new lesions just because we're, we just switched your, we just switched you. It, it might take a little bit of time for the infusion to work. 
So just be aware. You're okay. There's no active lesions, but new lesions are not good. I mean, if you know, you know, like it's just, that's, you don't want to have that. <laughs> you don't want to have that because just because they're not active in the moment doesn't mean they can't get active. Okay. They could get active and that's what you don't want. So to have any lesions is just, it's, it's not ideal. So I knew it's possible that even though I feel good, even though it's, everything's okay, it's possible that this MRI that I had on Thursday could have new lesions on it and that will be okay. And that, that the great results might come on the next MRI six months from now, which would be April, 2023. And that could have no lesions. So I was already mentally prepared. My doctor told me about this going into it. Um, but we had good news. Cause like I said, I logged in and guess fucking what? Guess what, bitch? There are no new lesions. <laughs> I was so happy. I was shaking. I was crying. I was so happy because the feeling you feel when you go for an MRI and you hear your medication's not working is, is so, it's so alarming because you start to spiral and think, well, what does that mean for your future? And I'm 31. So for my medication to stop working at 30 at the time, at 31, is not the best. Okay? That's not great. Um, And then you start thinking about what does that mean for, you know, I think I've told you guys this. I don't like to, I don't like when people say to me like, oh, wait till you're older. You can't say that to people like me because we are older. That's the, hello, that's the whole issue. You can't say that to people like me or anyone with a chronic illness. You just, you, there's just things you can't say. I, I mean, you can say it, but it's rude as fuck. So it's scary to hear, you know, you have, it's scary to hear the medication's not working because what's the next plan? How many medications are there? How many things can we try? What does that mean for your future? What do you have to do? It's a, it's a spiral of what the fuck do you do? And to see that it did work, well, I we don't know if it's the infusion or you're, you're not really going to know. You just hope. So I'm saying, well, it could have been many things because remember I told you uh, Cindy sent me, took me to this healer. <laughs> so it could be the healer. It could be the infusions. It could be just not getting COVID in the last six months. It could be so many things. And I also have a funny part to the story. Okay. So I'm, I call Cindy. Oh my God. I sent her the screenshot. I underlined where it said no new lesions. And we still haven't gotten confirmation from my neurologist yet. I'm thinking that she's probably going to read it and then send me an email or whatever. Um, but I read them myself. Cause like I said, I'm a fucking radiologist. <laughs> I'm the, I'm going to be a radiology tech. What? And I like, I feel like I could be, and I have the good bedside manner. I fully get it. I feel like I could do it. So I think, okay. So I sent to my mom. So we're, she's crying. She's, we're so happy. We're celebrating. And then she starts laughing. I said, why are you laughing? She was, oh my God, I made a promise to God. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what did you promise? And she said, I promised God I would go to church every Sunday. I said, bitch, you better go to church on Sunday because now my life is in the hands of if you go to church on Sunday, you just made a deal. <gasps> 
Tell me why on Sunday she sends me a screenshot of her live streaming church. <laughs> live streaming the church. Well, she couldn't go because she was working home on Sunday on call. So she really couldn't have left the house and like been in the church. But how funny is that? She was live streaming the church. Go to the podcast Instagram, my <laughs> at my big sister's podcast. I'm going to post a deck of all the imagery that you will need to follow along because I was dead like, girl, <laughs> she made a promise. I said, oh my God, so what? We're going to be in church every Sunday now? She was like, well, you don't have to go to the service, but you could stop by a church every Sunday. So that was her deal with God, that I will not get any more sick or any more lesions and I will recover as best as I can because she made a deal <laughs> to go to church on Sunday. So we got to go to church on Sunday. I'm not a religious person. <laughs> I would say I'm a spiritual person. Our religious background is Greek Orthodox. I don't even, I've been in Greek Orthodox churches. I've been in one in Romania. I've been in one, have I been in one in America? If I have, I didn't know about it. I didn't know what type of church it was. But I'm the type of person where my church is my home. I'm spiritual. I could pray here. But apparently we, we have to go stop by a church now every Sunday. <laughs> Here nor there, the good news is there are no new lesions. So it could have been many things. It could have been the little English man who did a healing on a healing on me with the hands and everything, or it could have been it could have been Cindy praying and doing Reiki on me. She does Reiki, by the way. It could have been me praying. It could have been you guys praying for me. One of my friends does witchcraft. She's a uh, is that called a Wiccan? One of my friends is a practicing witch. I asked her to do a health spell for me. Could have been that. Shout out to you, Amanda. Love you. Could have been so many things. I don't care which one it fucking was. I'm happy it was. Okay. Because that is the best news. But still, still, even with the best news, I was so down and not myself Friday and Saturday that I didn't want to record because I mean, I was so down. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to talk, but I think it was medication related. Like, I think I was just having not a good reaction to taking whatever that was on Thursday. So there's that. That's why it's late. Happy Halloween. I'm sorry, but we're here because you know, I don't like to miss a week. You know, I don't like to miss a week. How old is the podcast? Did I say this part already? I don't know what I've said already because I've recorded already and it got fucking corrupted. Please, if that happens again, we are going to miss a week. <laughs> I can't. This was one of those times where I'm like, are we recording? And we fucking were not recording. It was recording. It stopped. It got corrupt. I couldn't find it. I can't. Okay. So I'm going to do my best. I don't know. So there we go. MRI results. I have my, you know, I have my little um pad here. I'll post a picture of it. I've showed you guys this pad before though. So I also want you guys to download TikTok because the IG outage, Um, I read on Twitter that they just had some type of outage. Listen, if you're into social media or if you like to follow certain creators, just follow them on more than one platform because of things like this. You can't rely on one platform. It's so unreliable, especially Instagram. I feel like Instagram is the most unreliable. I feel like TikTok is the most reliable. You could follow the podcast on TikTok and Instagram at my big sisters podcast. You could also follow me on Twitter because I'll tweet things and you can get in touch with me there a lot faster. Um, it's my name, Tina Kosnick, but I also made the name on there, my big sisters podcast. So basically you could just find everything under at my big sisters podcast and you'll find where we are. We as in me and you, (laughs) 
<laughs> we as in the group, okay? The collective, all of us. Um, Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Instagram. Oh, that brings me to the Patreon. Still doing that. I told you I tried to set up well, this week was a wash. There's that. I was going to retry to like set up with the camera and everything, but this week was a wash because of the MRI. But now we're done. Now I'm done until April. I'm done until April. My next infusion is April. My next MRI, MRI is April. I do have an appointment with my neurologist coming up. I think that's December, but that's just a follow-up cognition um mobility test and things like that. That's nothing major. I, I'll probably get blood work. She'll probably send me for blood work, like a quick little check, but that's nothing major. But I'm done until just until next April, which is amazing. That hopefully, I say that and you never fucking know, but hopefully I'm actually done until April. Um, So I'm going to get back on trying to set up a camera to record and post and, and post clips. I'm asking for part-time co-hosts. I posted it on my personal Instagram at Tina Kosnick. I have some people in mind and they're fantastic. It's not really the issue of if they're great people or not. That's the thing. So many people are interested, but it's not about if they're great or not. It's about their comfortability. I've been comfortable in front of the camera for a very long time. I'm media trained. I'm invested. Okay. Here's the thing. This podcast is the world to me. It's hard to, to make it be the world to somebody else. And you don't really want to take somebody on where they're not obsessed with it like you are. So I am going to be vetting and looking for a part-time co-host because I know you guys like when it's just you and I, and I get that because I follow podcasts and I love when it's just me and the creator and it's, and it's nice to hear from them. I get that part. But then there's topics where I'm like, this would be more fun if I had another personality to, to bounce this off of. Oh, is somebody knocking on the door? Hold on. Shara's getting upset at the door. Is it tricky? No, it's only 122. Is it trick-or-treaters? Share? I don't think so. I'm just going to continue. So it's nice to have a good chemistry with someone too, because that's the thing. They could be great. They could be great at speaking on camera. They could be great media trained. They could be great at interviews. and, and But it's chemistry too. You know, the person has to like get me. <laughs> What if they don't get me? You guys know this podcast is not for everyone. Um, it's really something that needs to find you if you're interested in these topics. And you need to have chemistry. We need to have chemistry when we're talking about it. And I find that I don't get that with a lot of people. I don't know why. I guess maybe I'm hard to connect with. But I just, yeah, I have trouble finding like, oh, this person gets me. You know, I don't, that like rarely happens. <laughs> That real, my mom gets me, but she's also not media trained. I love you, mom, but she's not media trained, and we don't live close enough for her to part time co host. I would essentially need someone close by to be like, "Hey, we're recording today. You and I need to record today. Can you get over here?" Um, yeah, because I have a studio. I have everything I need to do all this. I just really need a, a co host. Sometimes I also need a producer. 
if you know anyone. I need a producer that I also have chemistry with. I need a producer that understands the vibes, that gets the angles that I want, and can edit clips, and is affordable. <laughs> affordable. Oh my God. And I feel like maybe that might be a trial and error thing as well, but I really do need a producer. But when the podcast is small, people aren't really interested. They're interested in co-hosting, but as far as producing, I find that I'm finding that harder. So I'm going to, somebody suggested to me to look on Thumbtack. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to keep posting and I'm going to keep looking for a producer because I get a lot of views on my TikTok clips. So in my head, it's putting it like, oh, maybe this could be a thing. Maybe, maybe I have something here and it's worth investing in. It also makes me extremely happy. A friend asked me last night, do I like, how do I like the podcast? And I literally was like, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It's all I want to do. I can't, I think about it all week. I think about topics. I love talking to you guys. I love connecting. I love this. So for me, it's worth investing in, but it's very hard to put in so many hours investing when you don't make an income from it. (laughs) Because it's like, what are you doing, girl? You still got to work. You still have to work. So that's not the easiest. I'm trying my best, guys. I'm going to get the Patreon up. Like I said, that was on the schedule for this week. I had no idea that that whatever I took for the MRI was going to put me on my ass like that. But now that we're in November, it's going to be a lot of setting up for the podcast Patreon. A lot of holiday-like fall outfits on Instagram, a lot of Amazon storefront things, a lot because they offered me a little bit of a payment, guys. So you got to use my link, okay? Because you know, Instagram fucked me over. They shadow banned me and I posted proof. This is not any bullshit. They literally said you shadow banned to January 17th, which is not good because creators make the most money between November and December with brand deals and stuff. But if your Instagram is shadow banned, it's like, I got to rely on other things. It's just the only thing I can do, especially if I'm going to keep podcasting. If I can't, if I can't keep being a creator on social media platforms, then it's going to be harder to podcasting. You know, you get what I'm saying. So use my Amazon link. (laughs) So November is going to be a lot of Amazon storefront. And I think I want to go back into baking. Um, I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm not a Thanksgiving person. I don't like Thanksgiving, but it is a day where families get together. What am I going to do? Sit at home by myself. So it is a day where you have to bake and see your friends and family. And we created our own tradition. We have Friendsgiving, which has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, but we get together. Everybody brings a meal. We have fun together. We see each other before the holidays. We have a holiday party coming up that I'm excited for. We have a party next weekend that I'm excited for. One of our friends first birthday parties, but you know how that is. It's a party for the parents. Okay. So I'm excited. I have an outfit. So I have a lot coming up. So a lot of get ready with me, makeup, fall looks, podcast topics. And I will not abandon you through the holidays. That's the other thing I wanted to keep in mind. I'm not abandoning you through the holidays. That's not going on. There, there will be no fucking breaks for the holidays. No. The only time there'll probably be a break is if I have to go on vacation or something. If I have to go on vacation. If I have a vacation or something. But as far as holidays, I don't like that because I spent a lot of holidays alone and depressed, especially when I was sick. I'm not about to leave any of you alone and depressed during the holidays. So I'm going to be here. Okay, we'll be here. And I'm hoping to have a a co-host here as well. So it feels even more like a family. But again, that's hard to ask someone like, are you dedicated through the holidays? Because I am. 
Um, yeah. So that's what's going on. Use my Amazon link. <laughs> Use my Amazon link because it's been really helpful and it's also really fun. If you don't have an Amazon influencer account, you should make one because it's so fun. Making those little lists. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, so what else is going on? Oh, and I wanted to tell you this too. These press-on nails, I'm on TikTok Live showing the TikTok Live, but I'm going to post, go to the Instagram. It'll be in the deck. These press-on nails, I'm pissed. I spent so much money for years getting great acrylics, designs, shape, all this bullshit, driving to Jersey. I live in Staten Island. I would drive to Jersey to get my nails done. This is, I cannot believe I spent so much money on these nails when press-ons have been this good this whole time. I posted the glue. I really think it's the prep and the glue. I posted a little tutorial and I posted the glue in case you're interested. Right now, right now I'm wearing press-ons from Static Nails. They sent me a couple of really cute pairs for Halloween. I'm going to switch them soon. I really want a red pair. I have a few sets from Kiss. Maybe we could do like a podcast press-on giveaway if you want for the holidays because I'm obsessed. I love it. I can't believe it. They stay on so well. I was cleaning with these. I did Halloween makeup. I, they're just reliable and they're great. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I can't believe it. I don't even want to think about how much money I spent over the last few years getting fill-ins and acrylics. And do you know, getting acrylic, getting an acrylic set now is up to $90 sometimes. Minimum $75 if you tip. Oh my God. I literally paid $250 to have a nail tech come to my house during the pandy to get a set. No. Press-ons all day. Don't waste your time. Get the press-ons. Okay. There's so many beautiful designs. They're so affordable. It's like $8 a set, $2 for the glue. You it, and, and, and if you don't want a cheap set, there are amazing nail techs who make press-ons. I can't get enough. Eventually, I want like uh, a customized set. Maybe I'll spoil myself and get like a really fancy customized set with, I don't know. I don't even know because you know me. I have like a plain set. During Halloween, I always do like a black, a dark color, but I'm always getting French, light pink, I'll go, I'll go to red sometimes, but I don't really go further than that. But maybe I'll get like a a, a really, if you make them, so we should get a podcast set. <laughs> I want a collab. I need to collab with a brand to do a podcast set of like a My Big Sister collab set. Maybe with the colors, maybe a red, a purple, the swirl. We need to get this going. So if you make press-ons, DM the podcast Instagram or email me and let's get this thing going because that would be so much fun, wouldn't it? Okay, now I'm just getting carried away. Um, Back to Halloween, I want to talk to you guys about something because I posted this. Something that I really didn't like this year is um the Pam and Tommy costumes, but I also feel like people don't really know. So Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee were together. And that is a huge culture costume that pop culture costume that people love to do because they're such a they were such a good looking couple. Pam is gorgeous. She had the best outfits. Tacky or not, they're just oh, I die for them. So fucking hot. Tommy was cute. You know the vibes, right? But did you know he went to jail? 
for three months for domestic violence against Pam Anderson. Did you know that Pam has expressed several times that she does not like when people recreate the costume? She does not like the Hulu special series that came out about them. She doesn't like all this. Could you fucking imagine? It like really upset me because I'm thinking if I had an abusive ex and all of these people were walking around glamorizing that this man used to beat the shit out of me. Think of it like this. If Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, if people went as Amber Heard and Johnny Depp when they were happy as a costume, think about the way everyone would react. How come people aren't reacting the same way when Megan Fox and MGK went as Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee? If I was Pam Anderson, I would put her on blast. First of all, I ran so you could walk. I'm talking as Pam now. We are now Pam Anderson. I ran so you could walk, Megan Fox. And now you have the absolute audacity to have you and your stupid little boyfriend dress up like me and my abuser to get clout off of a Halloween costume. There are so many options and they have so much money and they have so many resources. Megan has a stylist. Megan has a makeup artist, a hairstylist. She gets tons of plastic surgery. She looks gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's thin. She's gorgeous. She can wear everything. And you choose a couple where this man abused her? I just, I can't make sense of that. There's no excuse. You can't say you didn't know. Everybody knows this now. I don't understand why she would pick that when she has so many resources to do something so creative, so hot. Like if she just wanted to be a sexy woman, she could have been Pam by herself and made MGK be something else. She could have been... There's so many other things that they could have done as a couple or separately, but to be someone who has spoke, like, would you be Janice and Harvey Weinstein? I don't think so. Would you be Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? No. Why would anyone be Pam and Tommy Lee? They have been pushing Pam's narrative down, her true story, her truth for so long. And it is so sad and it's terrible for other women to see. All it does is... Show women that no matter what you do, no matter how many times you tell your story, nobody cares and no one's going to believe you. And that's very scary. You don't want that. So I'm disappointed at that costume. There were so many amazing costumes this year. I commented on another one. (laughs) I said that I was bored by Kylie's costume. She looks beautiful, but it's like she could wear a fucking garbage bag and look great. She's gorgeous. She's got... A photo studio at Kylie Cosmetics, which is my dream, by the way. I want my own photo studio. If you didn't know, I used to be a photographer. Me being narcissistic again. (laughs) I love that she has all that. But her too. Bride of Frankenstein, two days in a row. All this money, all these resources, and that's what you come up with? I literally could put together what she wore yesterday, today. I could literally do that right now. I could just cut little bangs. Like, come on. But I also got the gist that a lot of people really weren't into Halloween this year. And then some people are saying, no, we're so into it. And then some people are like, no, I'm bored. I don't want to do it. Me personally, I was like in and out. But I think that was because I had a draining October. Getting that infusion and it being so heavy on my body, I feel like it just wiped me out. Then I did it. I really loved the. If you didn't see it, it's on my um, personal Instagram at Tina Kosnick. I also put it on my YouTube channel and on my TikTok. I did a heart face queen. I loved it. I don't know if you guys liked it. Let me know if you liked it. But I loved it. Like that was so 
rewarding. I loved how it came out, but I didn't really have any other ideas. Like I just wasn't into it. I think it was just drains. Like, I don't know, but I have ideas for next year. I do you do that. Like you set up a list. I already have a list for next year of what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, if I start early, I can get it done. <laughs> and I'm a person that loves to go out. I love the club, but I don't love the club on Halloween. I just think it's too chaotic. It's too many. It's not safe. It's too many people in costumes. It's just, I've tried it. We've tried it. It's not the same thing. It's not like when you go out and get bottle service on a, on a regular weekend. It's way more chaotic. So I didn't go out. I was home. Um, I didn't feel good anyway. Like I told you, I just wasn't, you know. And then Sunday, our friends came over with their baby and her costume. And she was so cute. And we just hung out, had martinis, you know, just bullshitting. Uh, and then today, like I said, I'm going to get glam after this, put on me and Cher's costume. I got to take her for a WALK. I can't say it because I didn't take her yet. <laughs> and she'll pop up like, we got to go now. <laughs> she'll start bullying me to take her out. So I got to take her out and then I'm going to get us ready and take some pictures. And that's really it for this year's Halloween. Um, I'm hoping next year is more fun. I would love to have a party next year. So I'm thinking maybe if I plan it in advance, I could do that. <laughs> If I plan it in advance, I could do that. Um, What else did I need to tell you guys? If this episode is not that good, I'm making myself upset because I feel like this episode is not that good and it started out so good and then I lost all of that audio. Oh my God. Well, apologies in advance if you're not having the best time right now. If this is a little bit boring. What did I want to get into? Oh, I was watching. First of all, we need a Hulu Tell Me Lies recap. Oh my God. Did you watch... The last episode, the season finale of season one, Tell Me Lies on Hulu. Please don't even talk to me. What the fuck? So I got my mom watching it. (laughs) She even called me. She was watching. She called me. She goes, no, he did what? So I'm not going to spoil it here. If you didn't watch it, that is your homework assignment for tonight. Homework, posting checklist, homework, watch Hulu. I'm going to post it on the Instagram. Tell me lies. You have to listen to me. You're going to love it. It's it's so good and so bad at the same time. And you're going to get so pissed off. I was so pissed off at Steven that I was bullying him apparently on Instagram. And that's how I got shadow banned <laughs> and lost my monetization. And they won't show people my account. And oh my God. So you got to watch it. It is so good. My theory is First of all, I think he's a sociopath. I don't want to hear it. I think he's a sociopath. I think Stephen the character is. And to leave that girl for dead. Because I don't think he would have gotten it in as much trouble as he thinks he would have. Because someone else swerved and threw him off the road. He might have had alcohol in his system, but that's not... he. It's not that he was drunk driving that happened. Someone swerved and threw him off the road. I don't think he would have gotten in trouble. I think that he should have just went to the police. And I think Lucy is so stupid. As soon as he walked down those stairs with Diana, I would have been on that phone, 911, hello, reporting a murder. Like, girl, get on the fucking phone immediately. He wouldn't have even made it down the stairs and I would have already been on the phone with 911. I shit you not. The second he, as soon as my eyes would have made eye contact with the holding of the hands with Diana, Boom, phone, get it out, 911. Excuse me, hello, I'm reporting I'm reporting a, a murder. I have the suspect in front of me right now making, a, I'm, gonna, I'm about to make a citizen's arrest for this man. His name is, <laughs> and I would 
would have gave his first and last name, address, and cell phone number, okay? Social security number. I would have done it all as soon as he came walk down the stairs because she should have known from that second. This man is out for himself, period. And here I am thinking that I'm helping someone get from A to B. I think I'm help. This is what Lucy's thinking. Oh my God, I love him. He's just a broke college kid. He has no one else to help him. His mom's manipulative. You think you're helping him. This man's out for himself. He's never going to help you. He's never going to pick you. He's never going to pick you. Call the police. (laughs) I think that was a valuable lesson for everyone to see, especially young women, because how many times have you sacrificed in your life for a man? For a man. I think it was a valuable lesson. I can't wait for season two. And you know exactly what I did. Megan Oppenheimer, she wrote the show. I DM'd her immediately on Instagram. Yes, I did. Immediately. I said, what do we need to do, girl? What do we need to do to get season two up and going? Do you need a makeup artist? Do you need somebody to come over and hold the lights? Do you, What do you need? Do you need an assistant? <laughs> what can I do to help you get season two? Because we need it done now. We need it done immediately. And she wrote me back. She said that we just need more people to watch the show so Hulu can see that it's worth re-signing. So, so I'm doing my part. Please go ahead and watch that show. Please stream Tell Me Lies on Hulu because we love it. We love it. All of my sister's podcasts love it. Watch it. Let me know what you think because I'm a big fan. If you don't love it, that's okay too. But I do want you to give it a shot because this is what we're talking about. And I think you guys will like it because I think when you watch it, you're going to think about this episode and be like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh my God, you're right. Uh, so watch that. And what was my next topic? Oh, I watched Love is Blind season three. I only got up to the part that I posted. So if you were following me on Instagram, I was posting about, did he just fake cry? And the consensus consensus is he did. He put in eye drops to make it look like he was crying because she did not take his proposal. She said she didn't take his proposal because... She spotted that he's a narcissist. I need to keep watching. I don't know if all of the episodes are out. That's the only thing I got to last night, but I'm going to keep watching. Sociopath. I posted these men are scary. They are. They're scary. What is that? Oh my God. He literally said, is this okay? Put eye drops in. You have to see it. You have to see it. I watched season one and two. It's so addictive because in my, okay, I don't want to bash anyone, but in my opinion, it's so like, what? You love this person. You never met them. And I get it. Like you're connecting without seeing someone's looks. And that is really special. But it's also like seeing what someone looks like is is imperative because you have to read their facial cues. You need to see someone's expressions when they speak to you. As I say this as I'm on a fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be adding video, bitch. Okay. I feel like the whole the producers know I mean come on would you do this show write in if you would do this show please let me know if you would do love is blind because I'm not buying it like I just I just see like come on don't make me say it but something right here what do you mean you're gonna talk to them through a wall and now you're ready to get married you're they come out of these rooms and they're like oh my god I love you I love you what love who I would definitely do the show, but let me tell you what I would do on the show. I would cause, I would be a menace. I would cause fucking chaos. I would tell every single one of them yes. I would. 
Oh, yes, I would. I would be, I would be starting drama. I would be making up stories. I would be manipulating. I would become the star of the show just because I would be having funsies with the whole situation because there's no way, come on. And I, and, and that sounds cruel, right? But I just feel like mm, part of you just wants to be on a TV show. Cause come on, part of you want, you want to find love. And the first thing you think, something you're comfortable doing is going on Love is Blind on Netflix. There's already been two seasons. So you know about it. You know the drama that comes with it. You know the popularity that comes with it. You mean to tell me you didn't just want to be on a TV show? Well, I sure do. And I would raise hell. Okay, if I didn't have a man that I love for a very long time, I would be on that fucking show. I would be applying to be on the show. And I would be causing chaos. I would be making up lies. I would be starting drama. I would be kissing the boys. I would for fun because I just can't see it as a real thing. (laughs) Like there's no way you're literally that excited to get married. You didn't even see this person. You had a few, and I, I understand they cut it short and they have a lot of conversations. They spend hours talking, but even that, I think even when you're dating someone, you don't even really know them till you move in with them. I don't think marriage, and I say this, and I've told you in a previous episode that I take marriage very lightly. I used to get engaged for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But I, what I re- as an adult thinking about marriage, you're signing over rights. It, it's way more complex. And you're going to do that off of a TV show? And you didn't even meet him before this? And you're all in love? And, and then they're making out? Please. All I see in the men so far is that they are very excited that these women are beautiful because they are. I'm, I only see beautiful women on the show. They're very excited that these beautiful women are desperate to be with them. One of them, you could tell, was already trying to get her in the bed. To me, red flag. Too soon. Another one, they did sleep together. And she was pissed off because the next morning he didn't even say nothing to her. Oh my God, it's a mess. I can't wait to keep watching. Let me know if you've been watching it and let me know what you think. Uh... What are we up to? Oh my God, guys, I'm sorry for this episode. I had such a flow going on and then I lost the, I'm, I can't let this go. <laughs> I can't let this go. I feel so scattered. I'm so upset that I ruined that and lost the audio to it, but I'm just going to continue. So we were going to get into things men do that are unintentionally hot. Um, Hold on. I'm, I got to end my live because I got to go into... I got to go into my screenshots because I had you guys write in. Now, what does this mean? Things men do that are, what did I ask? Things that men do that are hot, that are not intended to be hot. Now, this does not mean physical features because I've asked this before and, and people wrote in dumb shit like their hands. No, baby. I'm talking about when a man gets a pink drink from Starbucks. Oh, hot. Do you see what I'm saying? Things that they don't know are hot, but are fucking hot. When men walk a cute little dog, hot. When men are great dog parents, pet parents, pet parents, hot, super hot. Um, I have screenshots of 
everything I said. Hold on. There's so many fucking pictures of Cher in my phone. <laughs> there's so many pictures of her. I love her. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to read some of them. Oh, one of you said, why my first, I'm just reading verbatim. Why my first thought was when they roll up their sleeves, when they're washing their hands and wash half of their arm. <laughs> Because that's physical, though. My point was not like physical things because we love a man's. I mean, I'm not saying I'm saying if you like uh, straight men, even if you like gay men, it doesn't really matter if they're gay or straight. If you like men that look manly um, or look masculine, when they roll up their sleeves, it is so cute. Oh, my God. Like a man in a three piece suit and he rolls. Oh, my God. Stop. I love the three piece suit. Listen to me. Tommy Shelby. I love a three-piece suit. I can't even, I can't even think straight. I just like drool. Like I can't even, feral. I can't even think straight. But that's why we can't think about the physical. I'm talking about things that they don't know are sexy. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because it points out a lot about what men do in general and red flags. Because I notice a lot of you don't realize that some of these things they do are intentional and you don't think they're intentional. Oh, but they're intentional. They're still in exchange. So some of you um, wrote in some things and I would clarify, ah, 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 that's intentional. They're doing that because they know you're going to think it's hot. I'm talking about the things that they don't realize are super hot. One of them that was big, when they excuse themselves before a food comes out to wash their hands, hot. That is hot. Oh my God. Cause you know, I'm a little germ freak. Hot. It means he thinks about cleanliness. It means he thinks about cleanliness, which I'm sorry, it's a turn on. <laughs> the bar is low, but it, but it's a big thing. Another one keeps a clean house, which I agree with a lot of men. Um, I've never experienced that, but there are men, I guess that's like a a common trope that men don't keep a clean house. I see it all over TikTok. I hear it from friends. So I get how how that's a a good one. I agree. Found a man in a hot tub with cougars talking about importance of father role. Oh, when men want to be a good father. Could you imagine how low the bar is that when they want to be a good father, it's sexy, but I agree. (laughs) Like the bar is low. We need to raise the bar. That's why I wanted to bring awareness. Take it into perspective how low the bar is. Even when they talk about being a good dad, it makes them seem sexy because it's rare. I'm getting pissed off now, but we're going to continue. Communicates his emotions clearly with no mind games. They do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes, that is very sexy. It really is. It really is. Because you know why? It's sexy when you feel safe and when someone is open and honest with you without bullshit, without manipulation, without being convoluted, without being vindictive, you feel safe. And feeling safe is sexy because then you can be your most sexy self without feeling like you need to guard something in yourself. Let's move on to another one. Simple things, walking on the side of traffic or standing close right behind you in a crowd. Um, I feel like that is so like a given. Is it? And sometimes it is intentional. You ever, are you ever in a crowded place and then 
this happens to me often. I'm saying this like maybe this, no, this has surely happened to some of you. Whenever I'm in a crowded place, like a club, a bar, a party, why do these men, they put their hand on my waist to pass me or get real close or like you ever take a group picture and somebody's real close? Oh, my boyfriend knows about this though. Cause I'll, we, we talk shit. Okay. He knows. I tell him he peeps at all. So I'm not saying this like this is happening without his knowledge. I'm saying this like it happens so often. But I think it happens to you guys too. I don't think this is a me thing. You ever in a crowded place and a man will like, you just wanted to get close to the body. <laughs> like you ever have someone hug you a little bit too long? I feel like that happens to me a lot. Like I get hugged a little too long with the hand a little low on the waist. A little bit. And we all see it. Everybody sees it. I don't know what that is. So to me, I don't think it's sexy because I think it's very intentional when they do that. Because I feel like it intentionally happens to me anytime I'm in a crowded place. Someone's getting close to like, oh, can I pass you? You can, but you don't have to do it like that because I pass people without touching them. (laughs) So I pass people without getting that vibe. So surely you could do it too. But you're doing it in a way where you know you're trying to get a little bit close. Let me know if that happens to you too. But because I know that happens to me. That happens to me, especially at a party, like a group picture. Oh my God. Well, I can't say too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you never know who's listening. I can't say too much, but it happens. Um, let's move on. This may or may not be weird, but just them having plans and taking care of them. Yes, but that's intentional. That is sexy, but it's intentional. The men who are doing that know they are doing that. They know it's sexy. They caught on. Someone put them on game. They figured it out. It was rewarding to them at some point and they repeat it. The men who are doing that know they do it. They know it's intentional. They know they're, they know it's an exchange. They know that's going to get you excited. They know that's going to make you happy. Like getting you flowers. They know it's going to make you happy. Unless you don't like flowers. Because people don't like flowers. But if you like flowers, they get you flowers. It's intentional. So that, therefore, it does not, uh, disqualified. (laughs) Disqualified. But I understand what you're saying. But just know, don't let them bullshit you. If a man is like, I want to take you to dinner, or they send you the dinner reservation, my boyfriend does this. He'll just text me a fucking reservation link. Like, 8 p.m., we're going here. Sometimes he don't give me enough time (laughs) to get ready, but, or like a vacation, he'll just send me a screenshot of like something that's booked. Like they know that's sexy. He knows it's sexy when they, they're aware. Okay. So don't be fooled. Telling me about their day. Don't get caught up because (laughs) I'm hoping my friend is listening to this episode because we talk about this. Don't get caught up. Because they'll talk to you about their day. And then after some time passes, like, oh, my God, do you just call me to talk about yourself? (laughs) But I understand, like, knowing you're the person that they look forward to talking to about their day is very, it's very nice. It's a nice feeling. So I understand what you're saying. Um, But I feel like that doesn't count. Carrying my bag like my purse. That is hot. That's hot. Like if you're like, hey, can you hold this for me? And they're not fucking stupid about it. That's hot. They're like, yeah, for sure. And then they're cute and they're holding it nice or whatever. Love that. I agree. Very, very sexy. 
when they shop with you but actually enjoy it and help you pick stuff out. Oh, woo, hot. I don't know if they know that's intentional because I feel like men usually hate that so much. So if they really went and faked it because they knew it would make you happy, they're a psychopath. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you really are faking that, you're a psychopath. But if they're involved and they're like, babe, this will look good on you. Oh my God, I love this dress. This color looks great on you. You should get this. That's cute. Now, let's not forget though. Let's not forget about my lady wears a dress. There's a there's a fine line between he's being cute in the store with you and involved and wants to be a part of your shopping experience because you, you guys are besties. And then there's my lady wears a dress. Okay, so keep an eye out. <laughs> keep an eye out. I'm not gonna let you forget it. Keep an eye out for the red flags in between these things. That's why we're doing this. Um, what, are the, what, what should we call this? That's why we're doing this what? It's not an experiment. What do they call it in school? That's why we're doing this activation. No, that's work. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. You know what I'm saying. Exercise. That's why we're doing this exercise. Picking stuff out is one thing, but being like, nah, but you should wear this instead in like a a, a rude kind of way. Red flag. Because you got to still be you, wear what you like to wear. But if he's like seen you in a bomber jacket and then picks out a different bomber jacket and is like, oh my God, you would like this, right? I think this is, this one's cool. Cute. Oh, cute. Oh my God. Oh, I love that. I love that. I personally love that. Sometimes my boyfriend, when he, he'll stop in Zara or whatever, and he'll come home with something for me. Whoo. I don't know if he knows that's cute, but it's good. <laughs> like when they're shopping and they see something that, that they think you'll like. Although is that intentional? I don't know. That one, I feel like sometimes that's just people's love languages. Like I saw this, I got it for you. But I agree when you, when they're not annoying about going to Target and they're in Target with you and they're, and they're okay with moseying up and down the aisles. Oh my God, that's hot. That is hot. Uh, Oh, my friend wrote this in. I know her in real life. Tony, men being able to have a normal non, non non-sexual conversation. She wrote, she wrote bare minimum, but sexy. Let me tell you something. Tony is funny as fuck. She's one of my potential co-hosts in my head. Once I got things easy, once I figure out how to have a co-host, I'm definitely having Tony on because she's funny as hell. Um, Men being able to have a normal non-sexual conversation and opinion. I agree. When you could just talk and nothing goes towards sex or obnoxious stuff or negativity or judging people and and not grouchy. Oh my God, it's hot. When a good conversation, a good conversation person, that is sexy. Someone who can have a good conversation. Because you know I'm a conversationalist, obviously, like I have a podcast, right? But having good conversation, not having a poor personality. Don't have a shitty fucking personality. Like having a good personality, someone you could literally have a conversation with and it doesn't turn into judging other people. It doesn't turn into ne- to negativity. It doesn't turn into sex. It doesn't turn into politics. It doesn't turn into judging people. Oh, it's so hot when they could just talk and have open-minded conversations. I know exactly what you're talking about. And not and not go into sex. I'm thinking she said this also because she's single. And I know that's a huge thing because my other friend is single. She said the same thing. You can't even talk to these men without them going straight into sex. And it's and it's draining. I personally can't imagine. 
I don't talk to many single men because I'm in a relationship. But if I was trying to date and anytime I speak to a man and they go straight to sex, fucking piss me off. Block them right away. If you're going through that, if you're talking to people and if, unless you're interested and that's what you are looking for, if you're looking for sexting and sexual conversations, being a single person, okay, carry on. But if you're not and you're trying to make it work because you're trying to date men, if they're going straight into a sexual conversation, block on everything. Take away the access. Take away the access. Do not allow it. Because the more people that show them that that's not going to work, the less it's going to happen. The problem is some people allow these behaviors and then it it repeats. So, so if a man is doing something, somewhere down the, the line, he was rewarded for doing that thing. So somewhere down the line, he was sexing someone and it worked. So he's still doing it. The more people block him for doing it, the less he's going to do. He's going to be forced into having a real conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> how how terrible, right? Like, God forbid. Hold on. Do I have more? What did she say? My boyfriend just made me tea tonight because I have a sore throat and it's something so simple. But love. Yes. That is very nice. Or like when they go and get you tampons because you can't go. Hot very hot. When a man admits and acknowledge, acknowledges you, you're better than him at some manly things. Oh, I agree. When a man could admit that you are better at something. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When a man could admit you are better at something. Oh my God. I love it. Because it also shows they're confident. It also shows that they're not scared to admit when they're wrong and that is sexy or scared to admit like maybe I'm not the best at this that is sexy and when they're just cool calm and collected about it very sexy very sexy I love that too actively watching and commenting on rom-coms Ron rom-coms with me romantic comedies with me I like that too and I don't know if that's intentional is it I don't think so I don't think it's intentional I think that's some some guys are okay with watching it. I love that too, because I love a rom-com. I watch the same ones over and over again. Let me know what your favorites are, because one of my favorites is The Holiday. I could watch it over and over again. I love The Holiday. I love Hitch. Hitch is like a comfort movie. I love that movie. I can't think of any more at the moment. Oh, Valentine's Day. Obviously, I love Valentine's Day. Love that movie. I love when they could watch it and not be annoying about it. Another one, this is my favorite as well, makes coffee every morning and leaves it on so it can be hot for me. Oh, I love it. I, that is my favorite thing. Listen, if in real life, you know about my relationship, this is going to sound ridiculous, but one of my favorite things that he does (laughs) out of all of the things, one of my favorites, probably the number one favorite is if I'm still in bed because I'm usually up late. If I'm still in bed and he brings me coffee, oh my God. Oh my God. Made my day, made the week. It's so bare minimum and so simple. And I'm sure it's so mindless. Like, I'm sure it's like something he, in his head, because I've told at this point, we've been together forever. At this point, I've told him this. But when I first told him, he was like, what? Really? Like, just like if he's out and he stops giving me an iced coffee, Oh my God, ripping my clothes off. Like, it is just the best fucking thing. 
I've told him this and he was like, what? Like out of everything, this is what, this is what you love the most. It's about, it's just the simple little things like we don't need a lot. I, you know, I love coffee. I can always take an iced coffee. Nine o'clock at night, you bring you bring me an iced coffee, I'm gonna drink that shit. Like, it doesn't matter. It's it's just something, like, if you're into green teas or matcha or who fucking knows, like, uh, Diet Coke, and they stop to go get you one, your favorite kind, oh my God. It's the simple little things. Although I will say that I think it's intentional, but some of it isn't. I think it's circumstantial. Like, if he leaves the coffee pot on in his head, he's probably like, I'm gonna leave it on because she's getting up soon. Why would I shut it off? And then she's got cold coffee. It's common sense. But to you, it's like, oh my God, he left the coffee on for me. <laughs> oh my God. So I get that one, but I'm sure it is. Um, I'm sure some of it is intentional. Someone wrote, ask, ask me what I want to drink and makes it. Oh, and she wrote, even my juice and seltzer mocktail. <laughs> Oh my God, excuse me. I don't have a mocktail today. I just have a regular seltzer, but I agree. Getting, just getting, just like getting me, hey, can you get me a drink real quick? Oh, I love that too. Acts of service. Brings home French fries after a long night. That is cute, but I'm afraid that's intentional because how, where is that not cute? This one I like when he uses cute girly emojis and when he comments on his nieces and females cousin posts. That is cute. Oh my God, I've never thought of that. That is hot. Using girly emojis or like, I love when they say things like, but girl, or like if they do the ear tuck, the hair tuck behind the ear, like to be funny. Or like if um, when guys are joking, but they're like, period. I think that's so cute. I do. It's sexy because it shows that they're not so toxic in their masculinity that they're afraid to do something, quote, you know, G-A-Y. Like, please drop that. Nobody thinks anything is gay anymore. That is so stupid. You can be, you can show feminine traits and guess what? We're going to think you're sexy. We sure are. Okay, like when a guy dresses nice or very metro and then other guys are like, yeah, but he dresses like a gay guy. Stop it. Because we think it's hot. He's dressing for the female gaze. Okay, that's how that works. Let's move on. Washes the dishes. We're not congratulating that because that is the bare minimum. <laughs> and that is scary. <laughs> but I guess you're right. Like guys who don't leave all of the housework to the women just because of you know, societal, the old societal norms. I can't even talk. The old societal norms of the women doing everything in the house. This one I love. Puts my car in the garage and backs it in for me. Okay. Listen to me. When they go to the gas station for you, I don't want to be independent. <laughs> I don't want to have to do it. I don't want to go to the gas station. Oh my God. That is the fucking best. Okay. It is so sexy. If they take your car and go to the gas station, if they turn it around for you, if they take it to do, take it to the car wash for you, take it to get the oil changed, do all the car things so you don't have to do them, so you don't have to go into the disgusting mechanic shops and gas stations and all of the dirty places that are crawling with creepy men. Oh my God, that's so hot. Anything where they're doing it to keep you safe is so fucking sexy. And I really don't think some of them know this. I think some of the time it is intentional, 
But I don't think some of them know that this is this is an option and that if they do this, so hot. It is so hot. Um, I do believe there's women who are car people and they and they they want to do these things. Personally, I don't. I don't. I really don't. I <laughs> don't. Well, I don't want to go to the gas station. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to the car wash. I don't want to go get the oil changed. I don't want to do anything car related. I don't want to turn it around. I don't want to park. Okay. If you know me in real life, I love cars. I love them. I love all, I love all types. I'm one of those types of car people. I don't have a specific car I like. I like, I want a variety. I have gas cars. I want a Tesla. I like all different types of cars. Do I want to drive them? Not all the time. (laughs) Not all the time. And we can have this car conversation. Like for example, I like to, it depends on the mood. Like sometimes I'm in the mood to drive and go fast. So I would love a Porsche to to drive and go fast. I love a sports car. I like, I like to have a sports car, but I also love a luxury vehicle. I also like, I also like, um, what's the word for that? A vintage vehicle or there's another word for a historical vehicle. I love all of these things, right? But do I want to do the maintenance and drive all the time and have to park them? (sighs) No, going to the gas station sucks. It's creepy. It's, oh my God, you have to be so alert. It's so draining that 10 minutes to just go to the gas station. It's draining for us. So when they do it for us, very hot. I agree. Cleans up after dinner. Oh my God. I know, but I feel like we shouldn't congratulate some of these things. Reading a book. Holy fucking shit. I thought about this recently. Do they read? Because I know... There's so many book clubs and it's very female, women dominant, female dominant, however, however you want to call it. But it is. It's very feminine. It's a very feminine thing. Right. But I agree because I love to read, not actually open the book and read because I have crippling dyslexia and learning disabilities. But I listen to audiobooks because I like to learn. Right. So I I guess it's reading whatever I'm taking in the knowledge, however you want to call it. I love reading and I can't imagine. Do they read? (laughs) I've only thought about it recently. And you're right. When they read books, like they want to actively learn about stuff. Hot. And not just from fucking social media and the fucking TV. No, not on YouTube. No, no, no. I'm talking about from a book. You want to read books from credible sources (laughs) or even fiction books, like even even mystery novels, like who cares what the book is about? And they want to read. That is very hot. It is. I agree. I think that is so hot. Maybe because I like reading. I love books and stuff, but that is that is a green flag. Okay. I love that. Um, This one being soft and always patient with our son. That is hot. A patient man. Very sexy. And it's rare, but it's very sexy. Showing respect to the elderly. Um... Yes. Do you mean like helping an old woman cross the street? Yes. Very hot. It's very like, it's very tender. It's very soft. It it just shows so much. Wow. Like you have a lot of empathy. That's really what it is. Men showing empathy is hot because I feel like they lack empathy. <laughs> I feel like they lack empathy. Like there's different things in their brain, you know? 
So when they show empathy, it's very, again, safe. To feel safe around a man is very sexy. This, oh my God, we can't let this reach the men. Because if they knew, <laughs> there are men who know, but okay, men, if you're a good man and you're trying to figure out how to get a good woman, wherever this may end up, maybe you want to send this to someone. Maybe we could put it in a clip and share it on social media. I don't know, but men, listen to me. The safer you make the woman feel, the better, okay? The better all of it will be. The safer you make them feel. You have to make them feel safe. If you can't figure out what that means, you're on your own. But the safer we feel around you, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, okay? You know what I'm talking about. It's about the safety because we constantly have to be on guard around men. Do you ever notice that? Like, are you ever around them and and you tense up a little bit when it's a strange one? Like a a stranger, you tense up. I do. I notice it in others. Um, We want to feel safe. The safer we feel. You ever notice that? Like the girls who have a guy best friend and, and they're all over their guy best friend, but they're like, no, 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 we're just friends because she feels safe. So she wants to be all over him. That's how that works. The safer you feel with someone, the safer you feel with a man especially, the easier it is. It's the sexiest fucking thing when you could feel safe to be to be who you are, to be all over them, to be touchy-feely, to be yourself, to be goofy, to, to talk about how you feel, to, to tell a story, to talk about your interests. That's the secret. There's nothing more to it. Men will try to say oh, it's about money. They only want this and stop it. It's always the men who don't have money who say that. That is not true. It's not about money. It's not about a certain cologne. It's not about what you drive. It's not about any of those things. It's about if she feels safe around you. If you are a man who genuinely has empathy and genuinely has a safe aura, I bet that type of man will get way more women than other men who are sexy or have tons of money. And you could try to tear that apart, but I'm telling you, the feeling of safety is the number one. And that's that's what we're seeing in all of these responses. A lot of them have to do with empathy. A lot of them have to do with men being comfortable with themselves and being able to express the feminine part of themselves. Like, why can't they like a pink drink? Or why can't they like something girly? I feel like as women, I love masculine things. I love a big hoodie. I love a big sweatshirt. I love big sweatpants. I love a masculine car sometimes. I love um, masculine podcasts. I love, you know, we, we do that. We'll, we'll, we'll wear dark colors and blue and red and like all the masculine man colors, I guess. Meanwhile, that doesn't exist, but you know, you know the point I'm trying to make. Why can't they do the same thing? Like, why can't their favorite color be pink or purple? That's fucking sexy. Let a man tell me his favorite color is purple. Oh my God, hold me back. Not really, because I'm in a relationship, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, um, we don't have this car anymore, so I feel like it's safe to say this, but we had a very nice call. And do you know this man wrapped it purple? Bitch. <laughs> I was over the moon. That was probably one of the best things that I, I mean, there's so many lovely things. I'm really, really lucky, but he wrapped the car. This is a very luxury vehicle. He wrapped the car purple, my favorite color. And I low-key think it's his favorite color. You know what I'm saying? But that to me is sexy. Like 
you don't have to do all these masculine things. I think it's so hot when a guy can like wear pink nicely though, because sometimes they just don't know how to put it together right. But be into these things. Like I love when men, I think it's sexy when men take in their take their looks into consideration and they're not scared to get procedures done. I love that all these men are going to get this hair surgery in Turkey because they, they're caring about the way they look. They're, they're getting veneers. They're getting teeth whitening. They're getting their nails done. Listen, let them do it because the more confident they feel, the better they feel about themselves. You'll get more moments like this where they're doing these little acts of kindness and using empathy and making you feel safe because they're also comfortable with themselves. Okay. That's what I want you to take from this. Look for the green flags. It's in the little behaviors, but be careful not to reward the bare minimums. And I know this is so nuanced. Like what? It's like a fucking code, but I'm hoping you gather what I'm saying from this. Like we don't have to reward washing the dishes because they should be doing that. Like what? It's common hygiene. But when they are patient with you, when they're involved and remember the little things that you like, when they're soft enough to help the el- elderly cr- cross the street, when they're confident enough to maybe wear pink or say, yeah, my favorite color is purple. Like that, that color is so nice. I love it. Or, you know, I like that pink drink from Starbucks. I'm going to get a start. You want to go get Starbucks? Like when they're comfortable to do all those things, those are green flags because it means they're comfortable with themselves. And it means there'll be less of a pain in the fucking ass. (laughs) Okay, guys, I got to go get started on my Halloween. I got to go take pictures of my baby. Um, I'll post them. You know that. I'm going to post pictures in her costume. I already shared videos, but I didn't take her like pictures yet. And I want to take a picture with her. So I'm going to get glam. I got to take it for a walk. I'm so sorry this episode sucked. Like I said, I lost the footage originally. And oh my God, I'm disappointed, but we're still getting it done. Okay. The next one's going to be better. And keep me in mind, please. We'll have the Patreon up soon. Patreon up soon. Can you hear me? I can't even talk. I got to go eat. I'll have the Patreon up soon. Um, Use my Amazon storefront link because we're holding this thing together with sticks and stones, okay? Like with sticks and glue. Um, What else? What are the other takeaways? Your homework is to watch Tell Me Lies on Hulu if you haven't yet. Um, Is there any other homework? I don't think so always send me ideas. Oh, and if you know a producer, if you want to tag me in Barstool's comments, <laughs> if you want to tag Dave Portnoy in the, in, uh, in the podcast and this and that, please do. Go right ahead. Oh, and your other ho- homework is to find me on other platforms just because Instagram is unreliable. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to get involved, download TikTok. Um, I talk about things on TikTok that I don't get to on the podcast. Think of it like as mini pod, mini podcast episodes. They're on TikTok at my big sister's podcast. Same on Instagram. Looking for co-host. Um, but like I said, I explained this in the beginning. I hope so. I hope that's still in this episode. It's not just about if I like you or not. There's so many people I like that I would love to to have as a co-host. It's about experience in front of the camera. It's about media training. It's about journalism. It's about commitment. It's about passion as well. I can't share this with someone who doesn't feel the way I feel about it. And it's also hard to ask that of someone else 
when it's not all the way theirs and I don't have monetary value to give them. Do you know what I'm saying? However, if you go take a look at the TikTok, it's reaching a lot of views. So I'm predicting that this is going somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm also cautious about who wants a part of it early because someone told me yesterday, um, one of our friends, I was talking to him about the podcast and he said, you got to keep an eye out because if you if it looks like it's going somewhere, people want a piece of that. So don't sign it over to Dave Portnoy right away. And I was like, that's a good point. I didn't think about that because I wasn't valuing myself. I didn't think that I just, you know, this is just something I love. I don't know if it will be successful, but I know that I want it to grow so that way I can make it better and better. And in order to make it better and better, I need to monetize it in some way. To monetize it in some way, I need to make it better. So it's like the chicken or the egg. So I'm doing my best. Um, so keep that in mind. If you know a producer on Staten Island, in Manhattan, a studio, I can't even talk. Do you hear the way I'm talking? I'm going to end this. Thank you so much for listening. Ha- be safe today. Send me pictures of your costume. If you listen to this in the future, subscribe. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Stay well. And I love you.